0: But anyway, what I want to, what I feel like the Lord wants us to talk about tonight is, as I as I've been worshiping the Lord and, and just spending time with Him, He spoke this phrase into my heart, and He said, "Make sure that my people understand there is a cross supply, a cross supply, but the devil offers a false supply." Yeah. And see the the, and we look at the devil and we look at him from a, a, a standpoint. If we're not careful, is is that entity in long-handled red underwear with horns and all of those things, that's not going to fool anybody. He is, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, he is disguised as an angel of light. So he's going to give people words that are Christians that sound uh, religious. They're not godly, but they're religious. And so uh, tonight, if there's some things in your life that, that you need from the Lord... Uh, we're going to look at some Scripture and we're going to be built up and encouraged to recognize and realize that there is no lack, there's no need that you and I might encounter that God the Father hasn't planned through the cross. Isn't that exciting? So, whatever you might have need of, it's available to you, it's available to me, and that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, Psalms chapter 36, let's start reading in verse number 5, and then we'll go to John chapter 7. And, and, and the reason why I do that is because, remember what we said this morning, Old Testament, great revelation to build upon, and then you've got the progressive revelation in the in the New Testament. Uh, but we need the old and the new to be able to be mature in Christ. Amen? If you're there, say amen. Verse number 5. The, the, the psalmist David here is uh, really bringing forth some great truths. But for sake of time, verse number 5. Uh, He says, Thy mercy, O Lord, is in the heavens, and thy faithfulness reacheth unto the clouds. Thy righteousness is like the great mountains, thy judgments are a great deep. O Lord, thou preservest man and beast. How excellent is thy loving kindness, O God! Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wings. They shall be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of thy house. And thou shalt make them drink of the rivers, or the river of thy pleasure. Thou shalt make them drink of the river of thy pleasures, plural. John chapter 7, verse 37. John chapter 7, verse 37. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the Scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Verse 39. But this spake he of the Spirit, capital S, the Holy Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Brother Donnie, would you pray? Yes. Yes. Amen and amen. Thank you, Brother Donnie. Thank you for honoring the Word. Once again, thank you so much for being here tonight. What a blessing it is. So uh, in our life, we need to make sure of our source. Uh, We've got to see that Jesus said the reason why He came was to seek and to save that which was lost. But then after He brought you and and bought you and and named you into the family of God, he said his heart's desire was that you would have abundant life. Come on, have life and have it. Come on, that's his desire. And so he wants you to be so uh, blessed by his presence. He wants you to carry his presence in such a fullness that it provokes a lost and dying generation to jealousy and it causes them to see the hand of God in your life and it gives them a vision that God will do the same thing for them that He's done for you. Amen? So, we need to step back and we need to recognize that, that in our lives we're going to go through seasons. And seasons uh, are necessary. And, and all of those things, we understand that. But if we're in a place where we're going through something continually... If we're struggling in a certain area, if we're dealing with a certain uh, sin or a certain strategy of Satan over and over, then we need to check our source. If we're in a place where uh, we're lacking in a certain area in our life continually, then if we're living a life of repentance, if we're living a life of faith, then something's wrong. And so we've got to come back. And so let's think about this just for a second. Um, I don't. Of course, everything's changed. But most of us, we, we if we don't have a well, we had a well at one time. When Don and I built our house and we uh, drilled a well, we had a, a deal set up where they would drill a hundred feet, and that was the price that we had set in. But they didn't hit water until they got about 95 feet. Well, how many knows that's not going to work? Because according to your source, is according to how much you're going to have, right? And, and so we went ahead and went another. Uh, 50 feet uh, below the source where you've got some supply there so that's the way it is in our life you see uh, you and i we don't worry about the arkansas river drying up because we know what it's fed by we know its source well you and i were fed by jesus he's your source he's my source and so if there's some area in my life that i'm drying up through the seasons of trial, through the seasons of tribulation, through the attack of the enemy, then I need to come back and I need to to check my source and make sure that my cross supply hasn't been changed by the enemy into a false supply. So that's what we're going to talk about. So let's go back here and let's look in Psalms 36 just for a moment. And then we'll get into the Word uh, in a a more detailed manner. But uh, if you noticed in verse number 5, he talked about the mercy of God. And he talks about, uh, in verse number 7, the loving kindness. And he talks about, in verse number 10, the loving kindness. And those are all the same word. And and every time you see kindness, you see mercy, you see loving kindness, it's the Old Testament version of the grace of God in the New Testament. And so, you and I, we know what the Apostle Paul said. We addressed it this morning. That the grace of God, uh, through Jesus Christ, It is sufficient. It is enough. In other words, it will meet every situation and circumstance. And so, as we're on this side of the cross, we look back to what the psalmist David is saying here, and he's talking about the mercy of God And about in verse number 5, how it is in the heavens, and thy faithfulness reaches under the clouds. In other words, you and I, we have the assurance that no matter where we're at, uh, the mercy of God, the kindness of God, the, the this grace, it will meet us. There's nothing that can swallow up uh, what God has in store for His children. Come on, the devil wants to try to do that, but he can't do it. Amen? And, and you've got to believe that, but you've got to know it, and you've got to stand in that truth. I've got to stand in that truth, and we've got to learn to call the truth of, of the Word forth so we can have what the Word says. Amen. Amen. Now notice I want you to notice verse number six, this is the place to get so excited. He said, "Thy righteousness is like the great mountains. thy judgments are a great deep, O Lord, thou preservest man and beast he said he said that uh, your, your your righteousness it 's it's, it's so high, but he said your judgments they 're so deep that this word deep uh, is where we would think about remember when Uh, Noah's flood come and 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 yes we had the rain for 40 days and 40 nights but we had the the waters of the deep the earth was broken up and the subterranean waters they come up out of the out of the earth and the whole earth was was flooded that's what he's talking about the judgments of God they have the ability to overflow everything in your world But see, we look, if we're not careful because of the devil and because of uh, the, uh, the connotation of religion, we look at judgment as a negative thing. But for the Christian, judgment is a blessed thing. For the Christian, judgment is a good thing. In other words, God wants to look at your life and my life, and He wants to see how we're with our heart are following Him. Uh, With with our knees, we're bowing it to Him. With our heart, we're humbling it unto Him. And, and, And we're calling Him our Father, our King, our Lord, our Savior, our all in all. And when we do that, He's able to bring judgment into our life. In other words, He's able to judge between us and the world between us and the devil and he's able to say out of the subterranean riches of the living water that i have i can overflow your world and the the thing that the enemy's trying to drown you out in in a drought i can pour my living water all over your situation and change it for my goodness amen come on that's exciting think about it god's got water that we've never even seen He's got the uh, amount of blessing and promise and provision that can pour over every dry area in my life. That's encouraging to me. All right, so we can look at all of that, Um, but let me look at one more verse. Look at verse number eight. Because God's doing this for us by His grace, He said they shall be abundantly satisfied, and that's that's abundant life. There is nothing like being satisfied with. Who we are, where we're at, and what we've got in the blessings of the Lord. Because I don't know about you, I've had the things of the world and they didn't satisfy. They, they, they were always lacking, or, or the, the shiny part of them got tarnished very quickly, and I was looking for something else. But God's got something for me that is the shiny part of who He is, and it will never grow dull and never grow dim. And it's always attractive. It's always alluring. It's always blessing. Amen. Now look what he says. They shall be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of thy house. Jesus is that house. Now notice what it says. And thou shalt make them drink of the river of thy pleasures. Now this word drink is from a, a Hebrew word. And, and, and it means so much more than just drink. It, it, it actually means to quaff. Quaff means to... To drink with joy, with anticipation, with enthusiasm. It means to completely be irrigated to the proper amount. See, I'm one of those people who burn their tomatoes because I put too much water. You know, but God, He knows exactly how much I need and where I need it. Come on now. God wants... And He said He would put an anticipation in my life to where I would want to come and drink of the living water and I would drink enthusiastically. In other words, I would drink by faith. When you drink by faith, you know that you're fixing to receive from a God who's judged your situation and wants to pour out a blessing on you that you cannot contain, but that will run off on somebody else. Amen? Amen. So, that's the kind of supply that you and I have. We have a cross supply that will change everything. Let's lower the New Testament. Go back to John chapter 7 just for a second as we lay this foundation down. Now, now Jesus here on this last day of the feast, He talks about if you have a thirst in your life. See, uh, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, Jesus says in the gospel of Matthew. He said that you shall be filled. And you know, we talk about how that English word shall is the strongest affirmation in the English language that you can have. So if you're hungry and thirsty for the things of God, there is no problem of being filled. There is no problem uh, of God quenching that thirst, of, uh, of meeting that hunger that you have. And so all we've got to do is step back and say, now, wait a minute. I'm struggling in this area, but yet for some reason, I'm not hungry for the truth. I'm willing to settle for where I'm at. I'm willing just to sit down and say, okay, I know God's got something better, but I'm just going to just stay right here. I I know I'm supposed to have joy that's unspeakable, but I, I I'll just settle for a little bit of happiness. Come on, that's a false supply. God doesn't want us to settle for second best. He wants us to have the fullness that Jesus died on that cross to give us. It's available to us. Amen. Now, notice what He promised us. He said, He that believeth on Me. All we've got to do is tell the Father, Hey, I'm a believer on your Son. I believe. And when you tell God the Father that you're a believer on Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, all of a sudden, you're in a place where you qualify. You qualify for the blessing of God. You qualify where all of a sudden you have a source that is not of your own. It's not of this world. You have a source that promised you and I in Psalms chapter 1 that we're going to uh, be in the place where our fruit is going to come forth. Our leave is not going to fall. We're not going to perish, but we're going to be in a place where we're going to draw from the river, the river that is inside of the throne of God, flowing by the Spirit because of Jesus, in inside of you tap yourself on the belly you've got rivers in you Woo! the rivers of god that are throwing from the throne that the book of revelation talks about they're inside of the believer but you and i have got to believe that and we've got to not just take that first drink but we've got to be willing to drink from those rivers continually Continually, we, 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 we understand the devil is going to put some false, uh, water before us, some false words, some false works, all of these things, and we've got to recognize them, and we've got to come back to this. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his or her belly, uh, shall flow rivers of living water. You, you and I, we got to believe that. We, we, well, we've got a situation where we're struggling. Maybe, uh, Okay, let's, let me tell you this. Y- y- yesterday morning, I woke up, and, and uh, I, I'd had probably the best month of my life. But I woke up yesterday morning, and I was in the worst mood possible. I mean, it was horrible, and I, I and I was uh, feeling bad in body. And as the as the day moved on, I kept feeling worse and worse. And uh, there were symptoms in my body that were saying, "Hey, sickness is coming." I mean, we all know how how we feel. We know how uh, our body reacts to certain situations, and uh, you know, I, I, I'm back here in the office trying to pray, trying to study, trying to seek the Lord. And, and these symptoms they keep yelling, they they keep yelling. They keep, and they, and that this false supply, this word, keeps getting louder and louder and louder, and I get more and more cranky. Come on, because the flesh, when it gets uncomfortable, it's not very nice to be around. Amen, and, and so. Uh, Finally uh, By the time we get home I don't know if I'm going to make it home or not Before uh, I get really really sick And I I told Donna that But we made it home And I go and sit down in the recliner Waiting to see what's fixing to happen Come on, we've all been there. And, and all of a sudden, then Donna was led by the Spirit of God, she came over and she grabbed me by the hands. She was behind me. And she grabbed me by the hands and she reminds me of the Scripture that you and I live by, that we stand by. No weapon formed against us shall, but with our tongue. Come on, we condemn it. And so well, we, we started quoting that Scripture. We started declaring that Scripture. And, and And uh the tenth time that that scripture come forth, all of a sudden, I felt some relief yeah. and 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 that started a process. See Jesus said that you and I that he would work in us, and we were in the process of being healed when people lay hands, when she laid her hands on me, uh, there was a process there. you lay hands on the sick, and they shall Come on, recovery. So I kept getting stronger and stronger and stronger because of God's goodness. That's what we've got to do. We've got to replace every lie, every work that the enemy would want to bring in our life, with the power of the Word, and it'll undo what the enemy wants to do for harm, and it'll bring the blessing of God. Amen. So out of your belly, out of my belly, there's something in there. Amen, and that something is the, is the solution to every situation, every struggle. But it's the solution for every person that's dealing with sin, that's dealing with the attack of the enemy. And God wants to use us to bring it to Him. Amen? Amen. All right, so let, let's break some things down that will help us. Now, you let's go to Isaiah chapter twelve quickly. Uh, you, let, let's make sure that we know what we've got inside of us. We've got a, a, a rivers, but we've got a well. Look at Isaiah chapter 12, verse number 1. Now, this is uh, Isaiah prophesying what you and I have uh, today on this side of the cross. And in that day, uh, thou shalt say, O Lord, I will praise thee. Though thou wast angry with me, thy anger is turned away, and thou comfortest me. See, God was... He had to be angry with us because we were sinners. But Jesus Christ took God's anger. Amen. Now He's not angry at you. He loves you. Amen. He's pleased with you. And look what happens. Behold, God is... Come on, you've got to say it out of your own mouth. I've got to decree it out of my own mouth. God is my salvation. Jesus is my Savior. Come on, Jesus is my Savior. I will trust and not be afraid, for the Lord Jehovah is my strength. He's my song. He has also become my salvation. So He's the saving of your spirit, but He's your salvation day by day. It's one thing to be born again. It's another thing to let Him save you day by day in every moment, every situation. In other words, start walking in your salvation. Start living out of your salvation instead of living in the battle and the struggle and all of these things. Amen? Now look what He promises you and I. Therefore, because of this salvation, therefore with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. Come on. What's your source? See, if your source is the well of salvation, you can never run it dry. You can never outdraw what you need in your life. But God expects you and I to keep drawing. The devil wants to browbeat us. He wants to discourage us and say, well, if God loved you, you wouldn't be going through this. You wouldn't be feeling like this. You wouldn't be dealing with this if God loved you. So you might as well just sit down and have a pity party. The devil loves for you and I to sit down with him and to have a pity party. I used to be the king of the pity parties. Come on now. We're being honest. We're just walking right on the grassroots level where we can help one another. But you and I, we don't have to do that because we can draw out of this well and we can do it with joy because God doesn't want us to see anything through the eyes, through the influence, through the direction, through the unction of a fallen entity. The devil is a fallen being. You and I, we're serving a risen Savior, amen? And God wants us to see things through the eyes of Jesus. Hallelujah. That's exciting, isn't it? So, do you believe? Do you believe the Word of God? It's impossible for God to lie. Do you believe that inside of you, that you have a well? Do you believe inside of you that you have uh, a, um, a a river that will that will wash away everything the devil would want to to bind you and I up with, to hinder us with. Do you believe that? Yes. Then we've Amen. got to start decreeing. We've got to start speaking what we've got uh, out of that will. We've got to start speaking what what is ours uh, uh, by the very power uh, 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 of those those rivers. Because when we say those things that God says, then we start having what God has promised. Right. Amen? Amen? All right. You remember in Genesis 22, uh, uh, Abraham he goes to, to uh, sacrifice Isaac upon on the on Mount Moriah, and um, in in verse number four, it's getting down to the I believe it is about that chapter. It's, it talks about a thicket and it talks about a ram, and uh, uh, and God has J- Jesus the ram, his horns are caught in that thicket, the type of the devil. And, and then all of a sudden, uh, Abraham is able to name that place. He's able to change it from the name of Moriah to Jehovah-Jireh, to My God Will Provide. So you and I, we're going to go through situations where the devil, there's some brary situations. There's some sticky situations. But God wants to help us. He wants to give us a word that will change the name, the outlook, the attitude for what the devil's trying to do to what God has for us. Amen? I believe that, don't you? But there's a battle going on. There's a battle where the devil is trying to uh, take words uh, 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 that God has for you and replace them. And so we've got to be careful. Amen? Amen. All right. Go with me to Matthew chapter 26. I want you to be reminded. I know you know this, but I want you to be stirred up in your spirit uh, what Jesus has done for you, where you can just receive a fresh dose of his love tonight. And that's going to help you and I to be able to counter what the devil wants to do. In Matthew chapter 26, uh, starting in verse 36, here Jesus is going to the garden. Adam and Eve fell in the, the garden of paradise, the garden of Eden. Jesus, He was in the garden uh, of the uh, the press, uh, and yet He's still overcome. Verse 36, "...then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane, and He saith unto His disciples, "'Sit ye here while I go,' and pray yonder verse 37 and he took with him peter and the two sons of zebedee and began to be sorrowful he began to to be distressed he began to be uh grieved um, uh, spirit soul and body uh he began to be sorrowful and he began to be very heavy heavy in his mind verse 38 then saith he unto them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, and uh, even unto death. Tarry ye here with me, and watch with me. So, uh, he said, I, I'm under so much pressure because of what's happening here that, that uh, my, my, my body is reacting to what my mind is thinking. And he said, I'm, I, My soul, my spirit... Uh, my mind-willing emotions is is, is is moving, trying to move my spirit out of His will, out of the Father's will. My soul is exceedingly sorrow. It means to be pressured, to be in anguish all the way around. All right, so that means that there is no temptation, Bible, the Bible tells us in First Corinthians 10, 13, that is not common to man, mankind, but... Jesus was tempted in all of those things, the book of Hebrews says. He overcome. He suffered the pressure all the way around. So whatever pressure you might be dealing with tonight, you have what Jesus done in the garden in this press. He was pressed uh, beyond measure, and yet He overcome. And because He overcome, you can overcome. Isn't that encouraging? But you've got to accept His victory for your life, don't try to depend upon yourself. Depend upon what He's accomplished for you. Amen? Amen. Sister Victoria, if it ain't too hard, hold, we'll come right back here. But put Luke, I think it's twenty-two Let's understand how much pressure Jesus was under. And being in an agony, Jesus was in agony for us he prayed more earnestly, and as sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Now, this is a, a, a literal, literal medical condition. It's under when your body is under so much stress that your capillaries literally begin to break down, and you start losing blood, and it starts coming out your sweat glands. And, and uh, hemotrombosis is the medical term for it, and and it means that you're coming to the point because you're under so much stress that you're about to have a stroke. So, Jesus, it, 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 the devil wants to kill Jesus before the cross. Because if he can kill Jesus before the cross, he can make this Word where it cannot come to pass. So, we, we know that God sends an angel to strengthen Jesus uh, in, because it was needful, it was necessary. But I want you to see how much Jesus Christ... Showed the love. Romans 5 8. While I was yet a sinner, God demonstrated, He revealed, He exercised, He painted the picture of how much He loved me, how much He loved you. While I was yet a sinner, Christ died for me. Glory. Now I want you to think about what the, the, the temptation Jesus is going through, yes, but I want you to know that what you're dealing with right now in your mind, in your body, in your home life, in your family life, in your church life, in your job life, Jesus met and battled the devil for you and he overcome he overcome every urge this, this this carnal natural body of mine that wants to sin my carnal body my natural body wants to sin okay we don't we all want to walk around sometimes like oh look at me no my, my body is going back to the dirt and, the, and, and, and my body will do exactly what it did before salvation if I let it but you and I, we have the ability because of what Jesus done. We can look how He, uh, by the Spirit, He uh, renewed His soul and He dominated His body where He didn't yield to the devil. And because He's an overcomer, I'm an overcomer. Come on, you, you, you. it doesn't matter what the devil tries to tell you, you just stand on the cross. When that temptation is there, when I'm wanting to eat... A dozen donuts. You ever like to? Uh, come on, I love donuts, but I don't eat them. But I'd love to, I like, if I had them, I would eat a whole dozen. Come on, when I get discouraged, come on, some people smoke a cigarette, some people take a drink. Give me the sugar. They one no wrong than the other. Amen. Because what it's doing, you're, you're putting something in the place of the Lord. Amen. Whatever it might be. Um, So you and I have got to be in the place and the position where we say, now wait a minute, Jesus done this for me? That I could succeed. You are a success. So that's the cross supply. It's not a false, it's a a promise supply. Verse 39, And he went a little further, and he fell on his face and prayed, saying, Oh, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as Thou. That's our success. Verse 40, And he cometh unto the disciples, and he find them asleep, and he saith unto Peter, What? Could you not watch with me one hour? Now, uh, there is an hour of temptation that is coming upon the earth, and it's coming very soon. And you and I, we've got to be in the place and the position uh, that we know our salvation We know who Jesus is. We know that we've got this well of salvation. We know that we wells. We know we have these rivers of living water, and we're going to have to pull out of those to be able to stand, stand strong, and be the witness that God would have us to be. Uh, So he commands to watch and pray, and then look at verse forty-two. He went away again the second time, and he prayed, saying, prayed the very same thing. Uh, Verse 43, He come and found them asleep again because their eyes were heavy. Now look at verse 44. And He left them and went away again and prayed the third time, saying the same words. Uh, So, uh, can you imagine, the reason why we're reading this, I want you to see that Jesus didn't depend on anybody but the Father. You've been hurt, you've been let down by people in your life. And we all have. And that's sad and that's awful. uh, But they're not your source. The cross is your source. Jesus Christ is your source. And so anything else would be a false supply. Thank God that, that God puts people in our lives and sometimes they're a blessing. Sometimes we learn from those situations and circumstances and God uses that to make us stronger uh, and, and all of those things. But when it boils down to it, God Almighty, through His Son by the Spirit, is your source. Amen. And, and by Him and because of Him and your faithfulness and trusting Him and believing Him, you're going to overcome. You're, you're, you're going to have victory. Amen? Amen. And you've got to believe it. You've got to hold on to that reality. But turn over to, to uh, Mark chapter 4. And this is what's happening. Mark chapter 4, verse 14. This is red letter. Jesus is teaching here. And He says, "...the sower soweth the Word." Aren't you glad that Jesus sows the Word? And He wants to sow that Word in your life and my life. But verse 15, "...and these are they," as He's given the interpretation of the parable of the sower, "...and these are they by the wayside. These are on the road of life, where the Word is sown, but when they have heard..." Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts now that's why you and I we got to see that that uh matthew he 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 was led by the spirit to to reveal the gospel mark uh was re, uh, revealed the gospel and so when that's why we have these uh different accounts and, and why it's important to read uh why these certain parables are repeated. So you look in Mark, in the Gospel of Mark, and you find that that it's those who understood not the Word that the devil was able to steal out of your heart. He can't just come and take it. But if you're not willing to understand it, if I'm not willing to understand it, if I'm not willing to let the Holy Spirit teach me, uh, then the devil has the opportunity, has the ability... I dare say He has the right to come and take that Word out of our heart. And so you and I have got to be in the place where we honor the Word above all things because that's Jesus, amen? And so there's a battle that's going on every day of your life, and that battle is that Jesus, by His Spirit, is trying to get a Word in your life, trying to get a Word in my life that will make us overcomers. That He wants to be that supply. But at the same time, if we're not sensitive to what the Spirit of God is saying, Uh, and we don't give heed to that, then the devil's going to come and he's going to take it from you. Come on, think about it. Every one of us in here, if we had time, we could share with each other. We we had a moment in the Spirit where we were praying with the Lord, we were rejoicing, and the Holy Ghost spoke something in our life, and it seemed so real and so powerful, so easily understood. And if we didn't write that down, if we didn't uh, hide that in our heart, later on we'd go and we'd say, What was that? What? Okay, I know what he said, but what did he mean? You know, we we lose. The devil has he's moved in and he's worked. He's he's very expert in bringing deception, and and so let's go to Matthew chapter thirteen. Let's look at something. Matthew chapter thirteen. Here's then what the devil will do. Verse twenty four. Matthew thirteen twenty four And another parable put He forth unto them, saying, this is Jesus' teaching, He said, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. Aren't you glad that God the Father, He wants to sow good seed in your life and my life? Amen? Amen. But while men slept, while mankind slept, his enemy came and sowed tares, Zuan, among the wheat, and went his way. So if you and I, if we don't honor the Word, if we don't put the emphasis on the Word that, that Jesus the sower is sowing in our life, if we don't uh, hide that Word in our heart, if we don't put it to practice, then not only will the devil steal that from us, but he'll give us a counterfeit. Now this this taris here, Zuwan, uh, when they grow up, that they, they grow to this day in Israel. And, and when they grow up uh, until the... The the, the, the the fruit is fully mature, you can't tell the difference. It looks the same. But if you get just one seed of that uh, tear, that fruit off of it, and, and you make a, 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 a loaf of bread, that loaf of bread is inedible. It's bitter. It's noxious. It's toxic to you. So... One word from the devil can destroy what God's wanting to do in your life. See, you you, you hear by the Spirit of God, this is what I want you to do. I want you to spend just five minutes of your day right here with me. I I want you to turn away from this, turn off that. I want you to turn to me, and I I want you to not make this a habit, but I want you to make it a practice of fellowship with me. And, And you start that. But then all of a sudden, then all of hell comes against you to try to move you out of that routine because that routine is a relationship of success. And, and all of a sudden, we pull away from that and then all of hell comes against us and the, the joy and the peace and the pleasure that we was experiencing, that we was enjoying, all of a sudden, it seems so far away. and It seems like it was for somebody else. It wasn't for me. That's a lie, amen? That's when the devil starts bringing a false supply into our life. So we've got to check that. We've got to stop that. And and, and we've got to be in the place where we say, No, I'm going to feed from the Master's table. Isn't that something? You've got a name at the table of the Lord. And it's written in the blood of Jesus. Oh, my, my, my. The Bible, Psalms 34, the psalmist David said, Oh, taste, down about verse 8, and see if the Lord is what? Oh, He's good. He's good. He's got some things for us. But we got to be willing to sit down. See, I don't know how it is now. Everything's different after you get grandkids. You know, uh, they can eat what they want when they want. But when I was growing up, You ate what was put on the table at the time it was put on the table or you didn't eat. God's got a plan and He's got a timing in your life and my life and we've got to learn to be in obedience to that. Amen? All right, Let's look at something. I'm I'm working my way here to a close. I want you to see this. In the book of Philippians, you know this verse, but let's read it together because when you lay your eyes on the Word and you read it together, I want you to look at the grace that God has for us and the power. And not to pull this verse out of context, but Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. The Apostle Paul is talking about rejoicing over and over, even in times when you're in prison situations and when you're in a situation where you don't think you have a source that will meet your needs. Look what the Word of God says. Philippians 4, 19. But my God shall supply... Do do you believe that tonight? Do you believe that? You've got to uh, come against the contradiction of the covenant that's working in your life. Uh, When you don't have peace, you've got to tell the devil, My God is supplying peace. Come on. When those symptoms were coming in my body yesterday, and and, and I've had those symptoms before, and I know what they produced, I had to stand against the symptom and speak out the covenant. Amen? And I had people praying for me and with me, and and I'm very thankful for that. I, 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 my blood pressure, my bottom number, went sky high. It was, and and after Donna called some people and said, I want you to pray, it went and it was below. It was just absolutely perfect. That's God. That's people that have... You have power with God. Amen? You have a relationship. That's how good God is. Amen? All right, but my God shall supply some of your needs. All reckon reckon all means all. Then why don't we take God at His word? <laughs> See, when I when I would turn. Mm, See, we, we, we turn towards the outside to try to meet a need on the inside that only Jesus can meet. That's part of this false supply. If, if we'll be honest, we, we, we turn to food, we turn to sex, we turn to possessions, we turn to power, we turn to prestige, we turn to all of these things. And, and, and we think that's going to meet the need, but it, all it does is compound the problem. Right. Amen? So we've got to come back and we, when, when the devil is pushing those buttons on the flesh, we've got to say, flesh, you bow right now. I crucify you. I pick up my cross. I command you to be quiet. So right now, you hear what the Spirit is speaking. In my spirit, my God has supplied. Every need I have is met through the cross of Jesus Christ. I'm at perfect peace. I sadness, I bind you in the name of Jesus. You take your influence and you get. You're not welcomed here. And Jesus, come on, all of these things, we've got to learn how to take authority and not let this false supply dominate us because it will. But my God shall supply all of your need according to His riches in glory. What's the channel? Woo! Now, what did the Apostle... Paul said to the book, the church at Rome in Romans chapter 8, he said, if God freely give you Jesus Christ, would He not freely give you all things? If you have Jesus, that means you have all things. Come on, He's our supplier. He wants to show you things that you and I have in our bank account that we've never made a pull on. We've ne- never made a withdrawal. It's available. It's there for us. And I'm not talking about money, though we all need money. I'm talking about the true riches that every one of us need in this relationship with God. Amen? Ephesians chapter 3 Look at verse number 20. This is one of our favorite verses. It's most people's favorite verse. Now, unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly less than we can above, above all that we can ask or think, according to the power, the miracle, the duminous working power that is in the believer. See, I've got to believe what's inside of me. I've got to believe that it's Jesus in me, the Holy Ghost in me, the hope of glory. And if you believe that, if I believe that, then there's a a power that destroyed all the works, Hebrews 2.14, of the devil, death. All of them have been destroyed that we could come into the fullness of this relationship with God. Isn't that something? Now unto Him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Now that power requires you and I to come in agreement with the Word. And it requires us then to speak the Word out. As we said this morning, the way that you got born again, the way that you got saved was you believed in the heart and you confessed with the mouth. You said what? Uh, you you knew was happening in your spirit. You spoke it out, and and you were uh, immediately your spirit was born again, and you were named into the family of God. Do you, the, the the blood of Jesus uh, become the very uh, power in your life that brought deliverance and victory. So we we we've got to learn to say what God says. So in closing, Second Corinthians chapter four, verse thirteen. Whether we know it or not, whether we understand it or not, whatever we believe, that's what we speak. 2 Corinthians 4.13 in closing. We have the same spirit of faith. as what? You and I, we have the same spirit of faith that God gave Jesus. Jesus said, I only say what I hear my Father speak. So we've got to learn to say what this Word says about our situation, about our circumstance. We have the same spirit of faith according as it is written. I believe and therefore have I spoken. We believe and therefore speak. So I want to speak the things of God, don't you? I want to speak the blessings of God. I want to speak of a God who can do exceedingly abundantly above all. That I can ask or thank. Verse 14. Knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus. Shall raise up also by Jesus. And shall present us with you. Yes thank God for what we have in the eternity. But we need some things right now. And they're available to us. So I need to recognize the false supply. I need to see that there is an angel of light. And he works very subtly. He works in a way that that seems so... So real, it's a counterfeit, and and it's so passive how he works, and he 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 gets us to accept the lie, to embrace the lie, and to walk into the very cage that he has set for us. Let's stop it in the name of Jesus, Amen. See, Jesus said in John chapter eight, he he said, as he's talking to God's own people, he he told him said, "You are of your father." John 8, the devil. They got mad at him. They said, hey, we're Abraham's seed. And Jesus said, you're deceived. Because if you were Abraham's seed, you would do what Abraham did. So if we're not doing what Jesus did, we need to change our supply. Come on. We need to believe God and we need to walk in it. See, the smallest thing in your life can change your whole life. Let me close with this illustration. I'm just going to give you a little bit of it. You can go online and read it if you're interested for yourself because it's too long in the amount of time that we've got. I didn't realize that I kept us here this long this morning, but I was in a place of true enjoyment in the Lord. It was amazing. But Christopher Columbus, he, he had, had been on some uh, journeys, and he wanted to go back to the Indies. And he didn't know, of course, in his life that 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 Indian journey would really lead him to America in 1492 and he would be uh, very instrumental in what you and I have today as far as finding these these Americas but he was discouraged he had his little boy with him and they they were on a long walk and he was talking to his little boy about how so many people thought the earth was flat and they and and they had condemned what he was trying to do and come against him and Uh, his little boy was thirsty and he was thirsty and so they walked up to a a monastery and there was a monk standing there and he he asked the monk he said can me and my uh, my child can we have a drink of water that's all he asked he said can we have a drink of water and 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 the monk said well sure you can he said follow me and they they followed the monk and, and and uh and he gave him a drink of water, and as he gave him a drink of water, he asked. He said, "I heard a little bit of your conversation." He said, "Your your mind seems heavy. What's what's going on?" And he told him. He said, "I got a dream," and, and, and he told him the dream. And he said, "But I don't have the the finances. I don't have the ability to be able to carry out what I have a vision of." And what he didn't know was that his steps were ordered to this place because, you see, this monk, he had divine favor. He had influence with Queen Isabella. So he went into Queen Isabella and he told him about a man that had a plan. See, her husband, King Ferdinand, he needed a new route. He needed certain things and they they were in a financial bind because of the wars. And when he heard that, that this man had an ideal to find what, Spices and gold and treasures, what they were looking for, he said, This is it. And so they funded Columbus. See, you're just one drink of water away from all the blessings of God. The Bible says that you and I, if we give a prophet, if we give anybody as a disciple a drink of water, come on now, God, inside of you is living water. That's the drink of water. We've got to draw out of the well of salvation and give what God's gave unto us. Because when we give a vision to somebody, when we give them hope and confidence, guess what? God said He would what? He would bless us. Come on. When you give, it's given back to you, pressed down, shaken together. When you give mercy, when you give grace, when you give promise, when you give what God would have you to give. Amen? You need to be in the place, I need to be in the place where we receive. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank You for Your goodness and Your grace. I thank You for this group of people. I ask that You bless every person here beyond their expectation. Let it be beyond even what they could could not only ask, but go to that next level of things that they would even think. Because the things that we think are things that we sure couldn't speak because we don't have enough boldness to do so. Lord, in the name of Jesus, go to that level. And let Your blessing come in their life that they may be a blessing to everywhere they go. Let them see that they are blessed to be a blessing, that they have dominion according to Your promise and Your Word. Lord, let them tonight, let them renounce every word that the enemy has brought that's a false supply and let them receive from the cross for Your glory. Touch and draw right now. Bring truth in Jesus' mighty name. Would you come tonight and make yourself an altar? Say, Lord, here I am. The Lord was mighty at these altars this morning. It was amazing. I've never felt such power in so long. And I'm hungry and thirsty for more of it. Would you come and make yourself an altar? If you don't feel like comfortable coming to the, the front, make you an altar at your, se- your chair, your seat. And let God talk to you. Because He wants to, he wants to bring some truth. The truth that makes you free. He wants you to be free from hurt, heartache, disappointment, discouragement. He wants to show you a glimpse of the things in heaven that you can pull by faith to earth and walk in tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let it be in Jesus' name.